0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome to The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. A safe space to dialogue, create, celebrate, and gain the tools to execute and dominate on the field or in life. This is the place where we discuss the fumbles and the touchdowns, the struggles and the successes. This is where we come to get better. So huddle up.
0: And welcome to another episode of The Huddle with yours truly, Monica D. Livingston. A show today for you I have. Coach Jason Brown, Coach JB, Netflix, Last Chance U, Smash documentary, Come to the Huddle. We discuss multiple topics. We we talk about Compton, and, and this isn't the version of Compton that you get in the movies, but from someone who actually grew up there. We discuss parenting and coaching, of course, and, and let me tell you this. You think you know this guy because you watched that Netflix documentary? You don't. You don't know him. You you just have a snippet of him, and kind of just about his coaching. We talk about a bunch of different things. We talk about his childhood, and I'm telling you guys, it was rough. Did you know that he lived in a car? Was bitten up by ants every single night sleeping in that car? Nope, that wasn't in the documentary. Uh, did you know that he still was able to even after that childhood go on make it to college, live in a college dorm room while raising his young daughter? Yep. That wasn't in there either, and I asked him one of the other things is the craziest thing that ever happened to him um, since the movie, and it was being called a racist. That that shocked me because you know he he's this cool dude down with everybody in Compton, but it was a white person that actually called him a racist, and he gets into that. So you just gotta keep listening. Um, we talk about what makes him tick, and I tell you the thing that really makes this guy tick is the transformation of his players. You know, a a real coach gets you to a point that you couldn't get yourself to. That's what a coach does. They encourage you, they they help you. And that's what makes him tick. Watching these guys transform and getting and moving on to going to another college so they can fulfill their dreams, get an education that's what really gets him fired up. So I want you to think about that as we listen to the, the interview. Are you a coach? Do you have a coach? And, and I'm not talking about, this has nothing to do with sports. You can be a coach in life to anybody that you're giving advice to. Anytime you're trying to help that person move forward, anytime you're trying to help an organization uh, get towards whatever the group narrative goals are, that's coaching. So if you're if you a coach, I want you to think about the type of coach that you are, that you want to be, could become. And if you need a coach, think about what kind of coach you're going to seek out. So when we return, the iSlide team captain joining the huddle is Coach JB from Last Chance You and the Slapdick Podcast. We'll be right back. The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston Team Captain Segment. It's sponsored by iSlide USA, the place to get your favorite team slides. Whether it's NBA, WNBA, NHL, MLB, and more, you can also rep your college colors as you slide around campus in a pair of stylish and comfortable iSlides. And if you're feeling creative, design your own pair of slides. That's my favorite part. I get to put whatever I want on a pair of iSlides. Visit iSlideUSA.com and get started today. Use code MONICA. That's right. You heard me. Use code Monica at checkout and receive 15% off of your total purchase. Go do it now. Stand in what you stand for with iSlide USA. Welcome back from our uh, little break there, and welcome to the I Slide Team Captain segment today. And I am joined by the one and only Coach JB, Jason Brown, experienced football coach, star of the Netflix smash Last Chance You, Whiskey Connoisseur, uh, Pit Bull Master. Uh, welcome to the show, Coach. How you doing? Hey, I
1: appreciate you. You hype me up, man. Hey, I'm- you know. I'm good. Just chilling. My good. old four dogs are sitting here asleep. So, four. You know. got
0: four right now, right? But it, anybody yeah, pregnant? Four.
1: Yeah, I got one that's pregnant. She's sitting right behind me. I hope she's popped soon. <laughs> shit. We're gonna get it. Fuck
0: out. I know that's right. Because you, you can get a little yeah. pretty penny for them, right?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My they mom, probably already
0: spoken for people. You yeah, probably not having any trouble.
1: She got at least, shit, at least 11 that we saw yesterday on so on Sonar.
0: Wow. That's and what's up. That's what's up. head's
1: missing. You probably can't see because of her like pelvic. So, yeah. I don't know, man. That's a big, huge first litter. Seriously. 11? Um, yeah. So, Whoa.
0: Whoa. That's, that's probably- a lot of money riding around in that tummy.
1: At fifty grand a pop. No, I'm just playing. I, I can't
0: <laughs> You're simple. Well, listen, Coach. Thank you for for joining us. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Been a fan of yours for a while. I know you don't like a lot of fluff, so I'm just gonna get right into it. Um, you spent some time in uh in the arena football. You know, a little bit of NFL. Played high school in college. Originally from Compton, and I think anybody that watched the series knows that. But I I think the title of this whole thing that I want to do here with you today should be, or the theme would be misconceptions. I think there are a lot of misconceptions about you. And I don't think that people get into coaching, which is teaching, which is helping for the wrong reasons, right? Especially with that little bit of paycheck that they pay us, right? So you're not getting into it for any other reason than at your core to be helpful. But let me back it up a little bit as we work through this title of misconception. What people know about Compton is hip hop videos and movies. Tell me what someone has never been, and doesn't know anything about Compton, one of the big, biggest misconceptions about it, and something, and add to that, something that I might not know about Compton, that's part of that, that thread, that fabric.
1: Yeah, um, well, there's two things I would say that pops off. The historical, legendary people that have came out of there. So we're talking about white and black. Um, so I don't know if you know if you watched the thirty for thirty on Al Davis and the Raiders. Oh yeah, uh, I did.
0: So oh, he had major beef.
1: Wild. He had major beef with the the commissioner, a guy named Pete Rozelle. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. that
1: name. So it's all over the show. Pete Rozelle, Al Davis hated each other. Duh, duh, duh. Pete Rozelle and my dad grew up together, went to high school together, lived in the same street. I still own the house that they grew up in in Compton. So that's one huge guy that kind of started what the NFL is today. Grew up wow. next door to my dad. They. I got pictures of them together. Not only that, in the same in the same nook in my grandma's kitchen, um, it's not only Pete Rosell, my dad, it's a guy named Bruce, uh James Colburn, who's a famous Western actor. Okay. Um, Duke Snyder, the great, the great, the great Dodger, Brooklyn Dodger and LA Dodger. Um, and then Marilyn Monroe, Kevin <laughs> Costner, uh the Serena and Venus, obviously, yeah. you know, the NWA movement, um, Anthony Anderson. Todd Bridges, who I grew up with, both of those guys lived across the street from me, oh, literally wow. on one street. Not not just Compton. This was on my block. So you do this. It's in my book. It's crazy. So
0: something in the water on that street, man. What's yeah, in them pipes? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of folks came out of there, and uh, so people don't know Compton was all white um, when my dad grew up and okay. when we graduated at Compton High. They played Compton Centennial High. And for the championship in high school that year, and what we have was called CIF. And Compton Centennial had just turned all black maybe two years prior. So Compton was all white with one brother. Centennial was all brothers. And they played for the championship. And that was kind of the turn in Compton in 1955. Okay. And then Watts Riots was 11 years later or what have you. And kind of everything kind of went south. or Or if it's south, if you call it south, it might have just been what was supposed to happen change yeah right so inevitable so um that's one thing and then the second thing is compton is uh basically about two three two two and a half square miles of true uh city and you know one major street called rosecrans is all bloods one major street called Alondra, which is literally a half mile uh, south, is all Crips. You have Hispanics in between all that, and you—none uh, <clears throat> of those guys all, none of them get along. Not only do those two streets rival each other, their own streets rival each other uh, yeah, didn't within know. within the color scheme of okay. Wow! So it was the most dangerous two and a half mile city of all time, in my opinion. Growing up, so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of what. Chicago is now and right. East St. Louis and DC, you know, even DC when I was recruiting, it was real, real bad at the time. Yeah. But you know, it's a lot of, a lot of areas like that, like that, you know, there's a lot of fifth wards and right third wards and Louisiana and Houston and there's so many places. Right. And yeah. so uh, it, but Compton, there's no, there's no Compton because it's two and a half miles gotcha. compared to a Houston that's, you know, uh, Five million people, or whatever. So, Compton's its own city within its, you know, within LA's uh, outskirts. And it's just, it was bad. It was a, uh, being the only white dude growing up at that time, um, I think it was uh, kind of separated me and made me turn into what I am now, which is kind of a chameleon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You seem to be. So, it, having said that, would you rate your childhood on a scale of one to 10, right? Like 10 being the greatest, what number would you give your childhood and how much of that has to do with being the only white guy,
1: um, man, I have no quarrels. I can't really, you know, I was, I was, I dealt, I was dealt the hand I had. I, I did what I, I, I could. I, uh, you know, my dad and mom at the time. Oh, my mom and dad divorced when I was real young. My dad at the time, where I was growing up, did what he could. He was a truck mechanic and uh, diesel mechanic, you know, and you know, uh, you know, a, a wrench, uh, grass grease greaser and you know, come home, greasy hands and, and shit, been drinking all day and come <laughs> home and, and fall asleep and do it all over, you know what I mean? Right. Just, so, it was what it was. I really was, I was out streets running around. I mean, he wouldn't, he didn't know and had and not what Eddie cared. He was just in his own groove at the time. So I had basically my grandparents at that time. And okay. then I go see my mom and stuff, but my mom was living with another, she had remarried, I believe at the time. So she was out kind of in a nicer area. Of, L- of LA, uh, Long Beach area. So it was just, uh, you know, I don't have no regrets. You know what I mean? When I was a youngster, I grew up with both parents, then they divorced. And then uh, and I chose to go with my dad.
0: Okay. So I was going to ask you, so you yeah. made that decision yeah. to, to be with him. And so the do you have siblings other than the, you know, the step si- that you have or step siblings that you have? nah not really my I'm the only one for my mom.
1: My okay. dad had two sons from a previous marriage and and that she had passed away okay and then my dad had married my mom had me, so I grew up with two brothers um I grew up with two brothers and then one's in the air force, the other one passed okay and so so half brothers whatever right right so, yeah, right that's really that was really it. a small knitted family there's no not a lot of cousins relatives i I really had no. Didn't have the big Christmases and new Thanksgivings. None of that. It was always me, my pops or my mom on Christmas Eve
0: um, or Thanksgiving, vice versa. Does Does any of that play into the person that you are today in terms of like your coaching style? I mean, any of that, that that childhood, what kind of things can you see or fabrics that you're like, mm, I can trace that back. That's why I do that. That's why I say that. That's why I act like that
1: probably all of it probably subconsciously you know what i mean you kind of learn it through osmosis man to be honest yeah Um, you know you kind of just pick up stuff subconsciously without knowing and then you're like okay that's kind of my fabric um dna really but you know i don't know i mean uh you know you see things you you know you get drugged through the mud and uh, i think it makes us all better it toughens our skin um so the things i've witnessed and seen probably that most people would never want to see or be go through is probably something um that uh, I think make, made my, made me up. You know what I mean? Made yeah. Me who I am.
0: Yeah. Um, you, know. you know, people feel like they know you, right. That's the thing that oh, Netflix, yeah. funny. W- w- I know. And you said that right away, you said, that's funny. They feel like they know you because you were in their living room mm-hmm. more than just an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a series. Right. And so mm-hmm. y- there, are all these things are like, people can say, Oh, I think they know what, what, what you drink. Right, Which, right. how you smoke what right. you like what you put on the grill like we right, feel right. like we we know you what is something I'm going with this word again a misconception that didn't get told that you're like you know what what y'all don't know about me is this
1: uh everything they know I love nothing. it I love they it know <laughs> nothing you know that's the funny part about it and Netflix you know um you know they they depict me in a certain manner that gets them likes and Views and ratings you know what I mean right Um, they don't have Nick Saban come in my office and telling my athletic director like this is the most well-structured organized juco I've ever seen the kids pants are up they're not saying calling girls bees they're not calling each other the n-word they're not they shake their hands look us in the eye I've never had this many kids look the part at a juco wow they don't show that.
0: Yeah, we didn't see that. We that must that's on the editing floor, coach. Yeah,
1: and that's a lot of that, right? They right. don't show none of that. They show that you know, so everyone automatically thinks I run around Walmart cussing out little babies, right? So <laughs> but they have no idea, they know diddly shit about me. That's the cold part. And right. you know what it is? I didn't know you had to tell grown people that you know you you're a jack of all trades and uh, master of everything. I right. guess everybody is nowadays. It's funny because I could never judge someone I didn't know. I don't know in person. Sure. Whether I saw him on a show or not, I could never judge that person. And I definitely couldn't make assumptions of somebody without knowing them based on some documentary.
0: What's What's the craziest thing that someone's come up to you and said, you know, that you're like, what are you talking about? You saw like, 10 seconds of me, get out of my face. Like, is there one that really resonates? You're like, this dude. I've been
1: called racist. What? By by white folks.
0: (laughs) Okay. I've
1: never been called racist by a brother or a sister, right? Right. I think real recognizes real, as we all know. And I think everyone knows the real. And I'm really not worried about that issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Have a, you know, obviously got a daughter that's mixed. only dated sisters my whole life for the right. most part. So when I would walk down the street wherever I was, and if I had a sister holding my hand or around, around me, never got to trip. Never, nobody ever tripped on me. Right. Because real recognizes real.
0: Absolutely.
1: But I know folks that walk around and people, you know, brothers may be trying to check them, right? Oh, you with a sister? Shit. Or you with a white boy girl? Right. Or what right. have you, right? I never had that issue, never had that concern. I used to look it up. I used to look at cats, like, look at me. My you right, know? right. Like, you, but, you were ready people, for it. You are like, know. waiting on it. Yeah. yeah, but people know. I think people just have that, I think we have that, you know, third sense kind of thing. Absolutely.
0: That, you can tell. That, like you said, we know. real recognized, yeah, real we know. Yeah, game, recognized so, game. Yeah.
1: Right. And yeah. so, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just uh, misconception-wise, yeah. people just, for people to judge you at your job when they have not one clue about what you do
0: is what blows my mind more than anything. Right, and right. So it's Monday like morning me. quarterbacking, but on yeah. a much larger yeah. scale, right? Because it's not I just told, the plays.
1: Yeah, that's why I told people, I said, man, before I can even discuss anything with you any further on Twitter, you have to send me a resume.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: And that's the <laughs> new thing. I need your resume. And uh, I hit up the dude from Twitter, man, and Instagram and said, you need to make, screw blocking people. You need to make this thing called a slapdick but. <laughs> i love it basically i slap dick you and that like that 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 stops you from from commenting on my post any further until you send a resume or prove to who you are to us yeah because these motherfuckers are sitting there eating donuts you know 400 pound cats that have never helped a soul in their life never a played less, a
0: down or anything and, right
1: and, yeah a little less and i think they know exactly what we do and how we do it and,
0: Yeah, I I want my mind. Yeah. No, I want people to know, you know, like I said, because I know that there's more to it than than Netflix. So let me ask you, what are you passionate about? Like charities? What's what's you? What is like coach? Like, yeah, that's that's my thing. Outside of football,
1: not really charities, man, to be honest. You know why? Because I don't trust anyone. Me and and the other person uh, I trust is not you. That's my motto. Uh, you know, I've found I've, I've got too many friends donating to charities, find out it was all crooks and bullshit. People weren't even taking the money and using it for what it's worth, uh, especially pets and dogs and stuff. Petsmart, right. donate Petsmart. I found out a whole scam about that. A lot of the cancer program. My dad died of cancer. So I do my own thing that I don't really tell nobody about. OK, but my passion is just helping babies, kids, mm. youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what allows me to sleep at night. Wins and losses mean deadly shit to me. Um, you know, I, I've not only had the most, I've not only sent more kids to college than any coach in the country's history. Wow. Um, congratulations. The, thank you. They've also had the highest GPA. They've also never been kicked out or gone to jail when they leave my program. And they also have the highest transfer rate. So, you know, uh, that's what allows me to sleep at night. Wins and losses in junior college or any level to me shouldn't matter, but when you make ten million dollars like saving and all the that's all that matters to them. Yeah. Because that's their job, right? Right, right. It is what it is, you know, double edged sword, whatever you want to say. But that's what makes me sleep at night. Not 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 wins and losses. I mean, nobody can remember a junior college championship. Um, that's why I have it at the ring right here. I'll remember it, but who cares a year later, two years later, they don't care about that. That's why I used to tell my kids, they care about you winning it in Alabama. That's going to be right forever. Not at independence or right or wherever it's me getting you to where you could not get yourself, which is the definition of a coach.
0: Yeah, I love that you said that it's those wins and losses. Some something I say that's like, you know, we have to redefine the win. Right. The win isn't that scoreboard. The win is if a kid can get a job afterwards and if mm-hmm. a kid can, you know, help his family, if a kid gets an education, that's the W's that mm-hmm. like I'm striving for. Those are those are, those are the real championships and the real Super Bowls are you yep. can look at that in a kid's eyes and see how he's living his life. So yep. I totally get you on that. Um but I'm gonna stay on you for a little bit here. Who who do you love? I mean, you, you Coach JB, as smooth as you are, you got a boo. What's going on, man? Tell tell the people.
1: I got my daughter. You know, I found her after 13 years. Right. So, I mean, like you know, she's here right now. We're we're just uh, hanging out. She's been here quite a bit over the last you know month and a half since we rekindled. I guess. Um, you know, I got you know. It's just it's just one of those things. I mean. You know, shoot, man, I just try to help people and get people where they could not get themselves. A lot of people don't understand that. I tried to tell people like Bobby Bruce and people on that show, yeah. Um. you know, most likely the kids I coach and, and mentor are black. Right. right? Um. They're probably going to work for a motherfucker with my skin tone. Right. I Absolutely. To tell them that and yeah. I said, that person don't give a shit about you. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I'm hard on these cats is but you this is the thing that people don't understand on that show. Have you ever seen a kid bash me or talk shit about me on social media?
0: Never. I haven't,
1: I I haven't, haven't. And, and nobody has. But so I looked the, for it. I looked yeah, for it. To be I, honest, I, yeah. I have not. And, and that's the that's what's funny about it, and that's why. And people that still sit there and say who's an asshole, da, da, da. like I don't care. That's why my book is is titled "Hate Me Now, Love Me Later," right? Because I don't care. Uh, Hate me now, love me later. Mm-hmm. At the end, when you get a scholarship or you go to school or you whatever, because these two degrees behind me, that's just I got four, two of them. but hanging um they they they're probably the biggest waste of ink uh, ever printed and that's just to me that's just the business that's what I truly believe about degrees but that's a whole nother show but you know I just think that it's a hands-on life experience based life we live right it's it's hands-on and you got to kind of have to be a, a hustler and people people hear me say talk to I talk to kids a lot and I talked to some a group of kids last week and uh you know, I'm like, hustling is not criminal. Um, hustling definition is making money multiple ways. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to be a criminal. Right? Um, you know, I was raised by the largest dope dealer in the United States history. I could have went that way. I made a right at the stop sign instead of making a left. I try to tell kids that every day. And, you know, you can make a light a right or a left. I mean, which one are you going to do? And don't claim mental health. Don't right. claim fucking my mom smoke weed every day so I do it. Don't. <laughs> Like, there's a weak-minded... There is a difference between weak-minded and mental health. Right. So, I want to make sure people understand but Yeah, thank that. you for every, saying that, yeah. Everything is mental fucking health now. Right. And uh, it's funny, because I, I claim... I go back to Delonte West and these type of cats. Yeah. Um, And people... You know, I get heat because people say, oh, that's fucked up. Nah, just the truth, and the truth hurts, and a lot of people can't handle the truth. But Delonte West never had mental health when he was making it millions, is funny hmm. and then all of a sudden he has mental health and all of a sudden mark cuban saves him gives him like 500 grand gets him off the street and now he has no fucking mental health again
0: notice that right so let's talk about that though i'm gonna put you on the spot what are your thoughts on on, on therapy it is a buzzword right let me preface it it's a buzzword people are talking about it more and and, and personally i think it should be talked about more Um, I think that people should get help when they need help. I'm like you though, I think that everything doesn't have to be meds and psychiatry, more growth mindset, um, digging deep, can also overcome some of these things. But then I'm a proponent for, Hey, if you need somebody to sit and talk to, to feel better, then, then go for it in therapy. I mean, your show can be therapy for someone Mm -hmm. when they're listening to your podcast, but in that traditional role from a coach, what would you say about, about therapy? Have you ever participated in it? Would you ever?
1: No, I haven't. I would never. And why? Um, Because like, Church is what we're doing right now. People say you got to go to church. No, you don't. Church is right now. It's us, two or more people. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's the definition. The two two largest crooks in the world are priests and politicians. I'm just going to be honest. And like I said, I'm from the old school. I don't really trust a lot of folks. Right. And and when I see what I've seen and people get taken advantage of and so forth and so on, it's hard to do... It's hard to give back to charities. It's hard to believe certain things happen. That's why you have to do your own charity. That's why you have to do your own uh, church, so to speak. So I kind of control the narrative when it comes to those things. So I know where the shit's all going and what it's really you. for. That's my, let me clear. So I clarify, I don't, I don't have nothing against churches. I don't have right. nothing, nothing against, I know there's mental health out there, but I believe we as society nowadays especially the younger crews of generation um are so enabled and are so they so much expect and to have instant gratification it is so easy to claim mental health or you're picking on me or i didn't have the same right chance fairness whatever and it's all excuses like I got you. I wish I, I would have said that shit when I was growing up, cause I'd be dead or buried. Right. Like right. It, it. It ain't no ifs and buts about it, or I'd be in jail for even longer. Like I don't know. I just I've seen it, and I've seen how cats abuse the word mental health. Right. And I've seen it, and I've seen. Oh, it's it's funny. You have no mental health anymore. Um, that somebody gave you this, this, and this. But I you got sure, you. you sure I want
0: to. I want to be clear here to people that are listening. Coach is not saying that there's not real mental health. He's not saying that he is saying that he's witnessed and seen a bunch of people use that as a crutch to get out of their own, uh, you know, taking accountability for their own actions and using it as, as a crutch, right. That, I mean, just no doubt. Okay. No doubt. But you Kobe. know what I will
1: add to, you know, I know you're defending me. You don't have to, but I appreciate it. Uh, I will add to, The fact that I believe mental health is far less than motherfuckers think that it really exists. I'll tell you that right now. We're going to move on. There's more (laughs) people abusing it than you really think, but that's just something else. Let's move
0: on before you lose Uh a sponsor, Uh man. (laughs) We get them to cut this part out. (laughs) 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 So, listen. You got to be careful.
1: People got to be careful pulling me on this show. I know, man. Listen. You don't like to hear the truth. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you Who's pour heart? into a lot of people right like that's your thing when i asked you what you care about is helping the babies helping the young people who are you leaning on how do you self care like like besides those dogs don't mention them damn dogs to me man like who is that's taking it. care that's of you it. that's it
1: Shit, I've taken care of myself my whole life, girl. I've been on my own since I was 13 years old.
0: That, that, so, I mean, that, that I lived can't even in car. be healthy. like I lived in
1: a car from 15 to 16. I used to get bit up by ants every day. I'd wake up every morning. You know what, though? Going back to your mental health deal, I woke up every morning and went to fucking school. Mm. Why didn't I go slang dope? Why didn't I go gang bang? Why didn't I go rob folks? Nowadays, I'm in the car, man. I don't that's what, what do you expect me to do, motherfucker? I expect you to get your ass up and go to school. Like
0: you, you bring up a no point, though.
1: To it. What,
0: what's the difference though? Because there were some dudes. Th- let's not blame it on the, the the new generation. There were some dudes in your grade, same age, same circumstance, could have been in a car that would have gone left at that stop sign. What they is did. that about?
1: They did what's go that inner. Left. Yeah, I mean, they did go left. That's the thing. Like those cats did go left. Um, I made it right. It's it's about self-perseverance. It's about some mental toughness. It's about some damn grit and some determination and some dedication. And it takes some sacrifice like shit. I ain't going to be in this fucking car my whole life. Right. Right. So, but I know going that way, I've seen too many cats get their caps peeled back
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or
1: I've seen too many cats go to jail or I've seen, I've seen the cat where, Cause you know people talk about white privilege don't matter. I, I I have yet to see white privilege because it don't exist for me.
0: I was we were, that's is look. I can show you my list of questions. It, it's coming up. I mean, it's white on there.
1: Don't exist for me. It never has because I help too many brothers. And now I don't have scabs on my knees. I don't kiss asses. I don't give a fuck about what people think about me. I've already passed that point. Like I sh- could have been a D one coach. I'm sure by now, right? But I'm not going to be because I'm not. I'm too risky for them. Mm -hmm. I'm not there. I'm not going to say yes, sir, and go about this. I don't need a publicist to write me a Black Lives Matter speech that takes two weeks for a motherfucking Nick Saban or Davos Sweeney to release. Nah, I would have had my dudes in sweatsuits walking down fucking Martin Luther King Boulevard the day of George Floyd's death. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. And so people don't want that shit, though. So...
0: I was going to ask you, where were you when you heard about George Floyd and, and what do you feel your job is as, and, and given, I might need to change this question, given what you just said about white privilege, I was going to use one of the other buzzwords, your ally ship, your ally journey. Um, where were you when you heard about George Floyd and what is your job, your responsibility as a man, as a white guy around that situation?
1: So what happened was that I was here at the house um, in Cali and what ha- immediately what happened was within the days or two, I went to the hood. I drove my ass to Compton, Long Beach areas, and I wanted to see it because I've been hearing all this drama that this shit's being placed. Bricks are being placed by white folks and young brothers are, are, are being naive, picking it up, smashing each other's businesses, doing all this shit. So I got reached out by my mentors, Coach Ward, Freeway Red, cats that were out in the street. okay. And I smashed down there. And uh, and I got out the car and started hollering at kids. And obviously, people knew who I was. We started chopping it up. There were bricks placed. <laughs> it, it's a trip. But I knew if I showed up to Compton and saw it, we had an issue.
0: Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. no
1: possible way because Compton's two and a half miles. Like I said, there's not there's not a movie theater in Compton. There's no strip mall. There's no mall. There's no bowling alleys. Compton does not have any entertainment, and it hasn't had since the 70s. Just so we're clear and people understand what type of city Compton is, it's That's all insane. it's all drive-through restaurants. Where what what could happen to drive-through restaurant? Get smoked. Yeah, absolutely Get killed. Right. It's all liquor stores. I mean, it
0: seems like a setup. The oh, two man. miles seems like a setup.
1: Remember, Compton was all white now. So I'm just saying, Compton used to be cow pastures in horse t- town. Okay, so, okay. So, but anyway, if you go in, we can talk all kind of deep conspiracies and shit. But but the bottom line is, I went to Compton, and sure enough, you ain't coming into Compton and dropping off no bricks. There's just not enough of them other folks, man. <laughs> Right. There ain't no white folks to see.
0: Right. Long right. Beach is
1: diverse. Long Beach is much bigger. It's a lot. There's four parts of Long Beach, two white, two black. You know what I mean? Right. So you could drop off a pallet of bricks for some cats in certain parts of Long Beach. Compton, you ain't getting away with that shit. And, I, and that's when I knew that it proved my point that you they were getting set up. You can gotcha. drop bricks off in certain parts. So you ain't going to go into Compton and drop no bricks off. Right. And it, and it didn't happen. Like, why we didn't see no bricks in Compton?
0: So, mm, I see what you're saying. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of why I figured that out. I drove around. We, I started talking to I'm like, dog, you guys are burning down your own folks shit. Mm-hmm. Like open your mind and, and be your own self thinker here. Because that's that's that back to that weak minded stuff that I that I talk about all the time. Like you following and leaders create more leaders, not more followers, number one. And we got too many cats that just follow the lead. And remember that leader can make a left at the stop sign as well as a right. And right. And people follow him. Yeah. And so that's the thing about it. Um, just because, uh, you know, <laughs> there's leaders out there that are locker room guys. And then there's leaders that are guys on the field and off the, off the field and the locker room guy type of leader usually makes a left at the stop sign. He's just a player. He's just a baller, but off the field, he's still out there smoking slinging talk, doing the, the, the wrong shit, being a shitbird, what I call them, right, um, or what we call fake-ass good boys, right? They smile in your face, yes, coach, oh yeah, yes, oh yeah, and then as soon as you don't see them, their motherfuckers is just whoop. They made a laugh, they got a swisher, and they slanging it, right? So it's just, but people don't like hearing that. Oh no, coach, you gotta have faith in them. Yeah, no, you don't. You gotta, you gotta tell them the truth because the kids actually need the discipline and need to hear the truth, and sometimes they don't. And so, uh, so you know. I've been on myself since 13 i never had nobody to really lean on those like i said very very tightly knitted small family my pops was really everything he passed in 05 and then shit. at that time i was on mom he had, he was living with me i was watching his ass so as was was oh, pancreatic okay. cancer you know what i'm saying so right so it's just one of those things and uh so it's, you know it's I,
0: amazing you it seems yeah. like you've had kind of this this uh loner not, not that you're lonely mm-hmm. but a loner journey Oh, yeah. And Definitely. that you still are trying to help people without fully trusting people. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's a lot going on there oh, yeah. inside right. that that I mean, heart and head kid. of yours. Don't
1: ever trust one of those kids. Yeah. Uh, don't ever trust a player or one of those kids.
0: Yeah, I, I've had that. Uh, and I've built to the, love them,
1: not to cut you off. You got to love them as hard as you want can. Right. And and still do everything you can, but you never trust one of them because when you when you do that. You are really setting yourself up for failure. And, and remember, don't try to save all of them. You can only save one of them. You well, that's that one talent. of the things,
0: yeah, that you mm-hmm. said that I, I know that firsthand. Um, before all of this, um, I built a school with uh, some friends. It was a special education school, kids 17 to 22 years of age. All of them had a full-time IEP in Southeast D.C. Uh, we did it in the big chair building. These kids at the time when they came in and we tested them, they read on a third grade level. So D.C. public school had thrown them out because they don't you can't have a 17 year old in a ninth grade classroom. Parents don't want this grown man driving to school with a beard sitting next to a 14, 15 year old girl. Right. Right. So we took those kids and our whole thing was academic remediation and workforce employability skills, getting them job skills so that they can go out there and and change the game and, and feed themselves without, you know, that whole recidivism rate thing happening. And there I got burnt very early on a couple of times with trusting kids and thinking that the relationship was so special Mm -hmm. that they wouldn't, when push came to shove, do what they felt that they had to do with the skills that they had at the time. And at the time, what they were thinking is, hey, if it's me or you, I, I like you, but I got to choose me you know, at the end of the day. And so you're right. You can't save all of them. And I think the reason that's so important is it means that you can't save all of them. It doesn't mean that you give up on saving some though. Right. Some people got burnt out.
1: Yeah. None of them. I don't give up on any of them. I just know, but, but if you go in knowing you can't trust one of them, you'll, you'll, you'll understand it when you get there that you don't give up on any of them. Yeah. Remember you got to classify them. And that's why if you read my book, Hate me now, love me later. You got shit birds, fuck sticks, and, that, and slap dicks. That's just <laughs> is what it is. And then and, and, and shit, you better, you better, but be, better believe those things have merit. And those words, by by definition, uh, will save your life, especially if you're a teacher or a coach. Now, I'm not saying everybody out there go call them that. I'm right. just saying um, <laughs> that's how I define them. And you know, there, there's a story to that. Real quick, before you go on your next, no, thing. go ahead. You know, I had a kid Emmett Gooden. I don't know if you remember that kid on the show went to Tennessee. Yes, I do. He read at third grade level. And I had a. I went when I first started the job, I went to my instructors there and I said, listen, my kids will be in the front row. They won't have any headgear on. They won't be on their phones. They'll be respectful. They'll have their pants pulled up. They'll ask you a question. They'll see you in your office hours. So I expect you to teach them. Right. because the classroom will be managed because I will manage them from a distance, not even in your class. Right. They all looked at me like, well, that's been crazy. They've been in the bad football has been the worst people, you know? Right. And I said, was it football people or black people? Were they, who was the worst people? Wow. I said, how do you know a difference between a basketball kid and a football kid? Mm. That got, got quiet. Right. Because at the end of the day, guess what happens? That's why I teach my kids. When there's a 25-year-old brother at the corner store buying weed and swisher sweets and drink, guess who it is? And all my players, they kind of knew me at this point already, but football player, damn right it is. You're a black male, Yep. looked the part, buying something, doing some type of stereotype that these other folks have for you. You are a football player. Right. That's how much you have to be different, even though – if you're 22 and three and you're on a weekend and you drink, don't do it on my dorms, go somewhere. But at the same time, understand you are looked at a lot different than me. Yep. Or, or a cat with my skin tone. Yeah. That's what it is. And I, so people don't show that on Netflix, obviously. Right. Um, but the kids know, right? The, all older kids know what the deal is. Right. And that's why right. I see those kids defend me on social media and different things because they know the real life lessons. that I'm glad they weren't on fucking Netflix. To be right. Right. But 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 at the same time, uh, I told the teacher and he kind of looked at me and then I and then he goes, well, coach, he'll never pass my class. That's the very next thing out this cat's mouth. And I said, really, why not? He said, well, he can't take notes. And I said, that's crazy, because Richard Sherman, he couldn't backpedal or catch football until I fucking coached him and taught him. (laughs) And I said, that's crazy. I said, you're at a commuter school. And you telling me that this kid won't pass because he can't take notes. I said, who do you think taught him to take notes? Well, oh, I don't know. He should have had this. Is I said, he doesn't. He's from inner city Memphis, you fucking idiot. Right. I said, you're not at Harvard. You're at Community College. Did you? And so before I said all that, though, I, I told him, I said, please, all you instructors in here, raise your hands if you turn down Notre Dame to be here at Independence. And the motherfucker, uh. yeah, so I said yeah. exactly. I said, I said, guess what? I didn't turn down Notre Dame. My kids didn't turn down Notre Dame. My kids have been there and they're here for a reason, but my job is to get them to where they could not get themselves. And that should be your job as well.
0: Right. I love cats, that.
1: They're so, they're so fucking, they think they're Harvard instructors. Right. Right. And uh, that's a part of, that's a bad, that's an issue in this whole, especially inner city education, commuter college. Um, Everybody thinks they're this doctoral doctorate PhD guy who when if they really, if they really realize that it's all about relationships and ain't shit about that book, they'll understand how to really get through to a kid and teach him something that may affect his life in the long term. So until they do that, these kids just see it. Yeah. You know, a lot of cat, you know, you can't say the word retarded. You can't say these certain words, right? Yes.
0: Intellectually disabled. Yes. Yep.
1: <laughs> and you know, a lot of kids that we coach and see, I'm telling you right now, they're dumb as a motherfucker. I'm gonna tell you straight out. You know what they're not? You know what they're not? What they're not what are they? Stupid. Yeah, yeah. They're not stupid. And people hear me say that when I I speak, and I say, hey, you motherfuckers dumb as hell. they all looking at me like, damn. I said, but y'all ain't stupid. And then they they realize what I'm saying. The kids recognize, real recognize real. They see right through your ass in a New York minute. If you're trying to help that kid or not, if you're a teacher, white, black, green, yellow, I don't care what color you are. The kids don't know. You know, racism and all this other bullshit is all tr- is a learned trait. It ain't no fucking. You're not yeah, born. Nobody
0: out. came out the womb like Hell that. Hell no. Right? Yeah. And, and,
1: and these teachers, when they understand that that these kids have no malice at- towards you if you treat them the right way, and if they understand you care about them and you got some genuine give a shit, right. right? Yep. Those kids recognize real. They might not be able to add two and two. They might not be able to tell you where fucking Zimbabwe is, but it don't matter if you can get them to understand. How to start before the line and finish through it. Yep, it might save their life. It might get them a college degree. It might understand. They they say, "Damn, coach, you taught us how to play the game, yep. not
0: the game." Right, right, not football, but the game. No. Yeah, I, the I always say people want to be you know heard and seen. And if you're a teacher or a coach, if you have a connection and the kids trust you, they work harder, longer, stronger, faster for you. Yeah. And They're that is just that easy. Yep. Whether it's in the classroom or on a field pool or wherever it is that, that you. Yep. I don't compete. give a shit
1: what play you call. I don't yep. give a shit. You know, I try to, I, I proved that I've, I've literally proved it in, in practices. I've proved it in games. I've proved it to four year college guys and NFL buddies of mine. Um, it's all, if they believe you or not, they'll run through a wall. I don't care. There's 11 people there. Um, Cause yep. you know, the kids only know what they know and don't know what they don't know.
0: Yeah. Now let's let's do this um, because I think we're we are friends. Um, I want us to. I want you back on the show. We can even co-host some stuff together. But let's have our first fight. All right? No such thing as white privilege. Bull crap. Come on, bull. Uh, call it. You've got to be absolutely crazy. You even said it. You said that no, I, when I'm one of there the is kids,
1: no, I'm saying they're they they do not exist for me. I, I'm saying exactly what you're. It is bullshit.
0: Okay, so you Maybe believe that white way, way privilege does exist? Oh, fuck, all day. Okay, you just I said haven't seen it. don't seen exist the privilege. for me. Okay, okay,
1: because you don't with us. Exist for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm one y'all. Oh, shit, look at this.
0: Damn, well, we're going to have to that, wait and David have our first Jefferson. fight That's someplace Jefferson.
1: else. Dude. You know who that is? Uh, yes. Okay. So, yeah, just so we're clear. Yeah, no, it don't exist for me. It exists like a motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> all right. Oh, it, it exists 100%.
0: I got you. All right. Percent. My apologies. We yeah, yeah, have to fight yeah, 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 about something else. Then uh, the way okay. I, the way I
1: was talking to you uh, about it was, I, I knew you. I, I knew you thought that was what I was saying. I was saying that um, I said that because I said it the way I said. It, people say white white privilege don't exist. I'm like shit. It don't exist for me. Right. Okay. Exist. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So, got those you. guys are the idiots saying it don't exist. It don't exist for me. And uh, when people say that. I'm like, oh no, you're right. It don't exist for me, but it should exist for her, him, and them.
0: <laughs> her, him and them. I love it. All right. Let me do this uh, two-minute drill. But first, let's do the fourth and one question. Mm-hmm. And and I, you probably don't even have an answer, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out there. Biggest
1: uh, yeah, I'm up regret, your show, right? you're like, damn, this motherfucker don't buy in this shit. <laughs> like, just dude,
0: right? <laughs> biggest regret or or biggest mistake. And what you learned from
1: it, man? I'm gonna blow your mind again, man. I don't have regrets. You got regrets,
0: man. so skip that. All right, now you don't
1: have regrets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get all your, I'm gonna get you more viewers and, and shit with this. I took out my rearview mirrors in my cars and my buses and everything because you know why? It deterred me from looking ahead when I looked in that motherfucker. I
0: understand. And
1: I took them out because I'm tired of looking behind me because I ain't going that fucking way.
0: Right.
1: I ain't going that way no more. Okay. And I, none of us should. But at the same time, we all say we have regrets and we all apologize. Have you ever heard me apologize?
0: I can't think of any time. No.
1: They're mad at me on my resignation letter that I didn't apologize. Mm. Because you know why? I am who I am. And I we are who we are, not who we say we are.
0: Right. Now, Coach, regret's a big word. Let's Let's take regret it out. It is. Something that you would have done different.
1: You know, before I say that, and I'm not boasting or, you know, we all have egos in in the coaching world. We better, world, we better, you to, right? You have, yeah. To. And people will say, "Well, he's just a cocky, arrogant shit talker.
0: narcissistic, yeah, all that." I love it. I'm all That's that. Why we friends? Come on, yeah. I'm bad as, a, right? you know, <laughs> it, it. I'm,
1: I'm all that, right? But you know, the people say all this regret and all this shit. But it's the the thing is, only. Steelers, liars, and cheaters apologize. Mm. Why does Cur- Curb Street always apologize? Okay. Why does this motherfucker always apologize? Because he is who he is, not who he says he is. I, I never apologize. Why would I apologize for graduating 401 black kids, getting them graduated with their college degree, getting 27 black kids into the NFL, having eight play in the Super Bowl, having the, the highest GPA of black kids in come America, on. come on. not ever having a black kid go to prison after he leaves my watch or get killed or get kicked off their four-year institution. Mm-hmm. Now, why the come fuck do I apologize for that? Now, I'm just saying, like, yeah. you want me to apologize for that? I ain't apologizing for shit. I'm not asking for you to kiss my ass, and I ain't asking for you to to pat me on my back either. But I surely definitely ain't apologizing for saving young brothers' lives and having an impact on them to where they're going to go and say, okay, I'm not going to put my future in another man's hands because Coach Brown taught me they don't give a shit. Right.
0: So, true, true. That, so that's facts. me I appreciate you, I tell that. kids
1: all the time before you say, how many times have we been driving and a motherfucking ambulance pulls behind us and we got to pull over to the car side?
0: Hundreds. You've done it, right? Yeah, yeah. Of
1: times, right? What have you said after the ambulance passes you by? Have you ever had a discussion with who you were in the car with and just stop and do a kumbaya and start praying and saying, damn, just... Nobody gives no. a shit who was in that <laughs> motherfucker. Nobody cares that he got smoked, shot, killed. We just... You know what we do? We drive it. Well, we got to beat the fucking light. I ain't going to wait at the light. I got to rip this motherfucker and get behind. Come on, man. People, But people mad at me because I tell the truth. No, nah, it's the truth. That's the truth. Nobody cares. So why the hell would I allow my black kids to... Be put in a position to where they're gonna they're they're gonna put someone else's they're gonna put their future in someone else's hands. So okay, so that's how you you handle regret.
0: Now, but here's the thing: I'm Yeah, be the CEO of yourself. I'm still I love that I love that I'm still I'm still gonna go after you though. Okay, something else that you would rather do differently. I'm gonna bring it up. Your daughter. Anything that you would have done differently during that time period. You gonna give me my answer? Go ahead.
1: All right, we could keep, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep <laughs> listening. <laughs> no, I'm going to try to answer you. I swear to God, I'm trying. I know. I know. But look, I love it. <laughs> where I coach and who I coach, if I were to whisper sweet nothings to them and tell them and tickle them in their ear, they would all be dead, buried, or not in college or get a degree. I I'm appreciate just telling that. you. That's real. And, That's real. And, and the bottom line is they mama's, have given me permission to every kid I recruited that mattered, that made it in life. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't build a relationship with the parent or whoever the shot caller is, when you're a kid, people always say, damn, how'd you sign him? I said, I never signed him. I said, I never even fucking talked to him. They're like, what? He just came from Florida state. I said, I never talked to him. I said, the kid knew he was coming to my school without ever talking to me because his mama Mm. Already made the fucking decision because I'm being as being the best recruiter in the history of the sport, and I believe I am.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know who the hell's making the call, who the hell the relationship needs to go to, and I know that when I get this kid, the kid is getting the kid is easy. I'm gonna go through who I need to go through to get the kid, and, gotcha. I find, and who is it that's making the shot? The shot right. caller. So right. I found that person. Not only is it it's twofold; it ain't only just because to get the kid. It's to get the kid and motherfuck him when I get him and tell him he's not as good as he fucking thinks and to shut the fuck up because you just got kicked out of Alabama because you smoked weed, had a low GPA, or you stole something at a liquor store. Uh So Uh you're damaged goods right now. And if you go through JB's boot camp, you might be all right and get fixed. But Uh to do that, you can't allow the soft-ass parent to pull him out. And transfer his ass four times, right? Because that's what we're the world we're in right now. Because the kid, these coaches nowadays think it's a dick measuring contest, and it's about <laughs> getting these kids right. Oh, I got Johnny over. I got Johnny over. Guess what, motherfucker? He didn't even play for you a one down. He transferred in the spring. Yeah. So you never did recruit him, and you know, and you know, I tell my coaches, I used to, you know, have to customize, and people get mad at me. The kid is not your recruit. Because I used to have coach. Oh, because I signed signed 20 kids. No, you didn't. I'm borrowing your 20 kids, and it's your job to make sure they get fucking educated, matriculated, and graduated. When you graduate those 20, then come holler at me. Because until then, until they don't go to jail, until they don't fuck up in the dorm, until they play on the yard and get a scholarship and sign that scholarship and play at the four-year... Then you can holler at me. So most every kid you've signed, I won't even know if it, you've really signed them for three years.
0: Wow. Wow. That's and deep. So,
1: so that's what people get mad at me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm like, no, motherfucker. In three years, I'll give you a couple hundred dollars for getting those kids.
0: <laughs> uh-uh. Speaking of money, what do you think about the whole name, image, and likeness? Well overdue?
1: I don't agree with it at all. Really? Nope. I know you're oh. like, yeah, that's not weird. Yeah. What? You know, like, I'm going to blow your mind again.
0: Jeez, Coach, you work with kids that you know damn well. Hold on. No, well c- yet. Hold on. Okay, go hey, ahead. Go ahead.
1: You're assuming some shit. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the kids need to get paid off of their scholarship, not likeness. This is why. Talk to me. How many black kids you know are going to have their jersey bought in this fucking bookstore once they blow their knee out in spring ball? Mm, okay. Okay. So, none of them get paid. Okay. How about you pay them for their five year duration of their scholarship? So, it's not fucking slave labor like it's been for 400 years. Pray. Let's pay them for the 10 semesters, five years, and you adjust their pay based on their status on the team. Oh, so man. You get 90, you get 90, 80, now 85 scholars. It used to be 96. You get 85 scholarships. And let's just break it up like the D two model does, man. You take thirty six scholarships, you split them into seventy. I mean, that's just what it is, you're, or seventy four, or seventy two, however you want to split them. You can split that money and divvy it up so everybody gets a piece of the pie. But likeness and shit, how many kids get screwed when they get hurt? Right. So you're protecting every. You're protecting all of them. Yeah, man. Why? Why are we only gonna get likeness? How many kids are gonna get likeness money? The quarterback, the fucking right. money back. Right. The receiver. Maybe a corner. Come on. There's too many cats out there.
0: that. And you know, then it changes how their coaches are going to coach, right? Then, too. Because now yeah. players are going to want to be spotlight yeah. players hell only. Yeah. So yeah. now your glue you know action players. what the competition level is going to do?
1: You know what the competitive balance is going to be a practice?
0: What? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> shit. You've just eliminated yep. laziness. Yep. But people yeah. don't want to talk about that shit. I've talked about it for years. People are going, kind of, oh, no, no, no. You've just eliminated laziness. I'm just telling you. Yep. Even though even though effort requires zero fucking talent and that's what people don't get. But at the same time, and
0: effort can turn into talent. No no doubt. No doubt.
1: But let's, let's equal the playing field. And and let's talk about this whole, remember one of my best friends in the world started this whole movement. So he sued the NCAA and won and his name is Ed O'Bannon. So if you guys ever want to discuss this whole real knowledge, whole in-depth thing of this, just remember he sued the NCAA and fucking a million people got paid, and they got paid like $7. So let's make sure we're clear. They still <laughs> screw you. Ed O'Bannon got the most money, and that wasn't even that much. Right. So it's just for the video game thing, you know, the same thing. That's their likeness still, you know what yep. I mean? But they didn't get paid. I mean, look at it. NCAA is going to be able to continue to screw these kids. Um, But likeness to me is the way that we should not go. And people fight me just like you. You took that. You Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But see, no one wants to listen to let's pay these dudes on their duration. Because guess how many kids get hurt and now are screwed? Yeah, and You can't go to the NFL and now you can't even play no more. Who the fuck's buying your jersey? Nobody. And you're dependent on that money?
0: Yeah. Shit. No, sure that's deep. So that's Jim's so right clear,
1: there. Just so you're clear, NCAA, by law, see, remember, you're coming from a crook and a cat that you got to know how to beat the law to, uh, <laughs> you know, Uh, win this thing but you got to know the law to beat it right right you know by law ncaa owes you for when you sign the loi or that nli or whatever you guys call it Mm -hmm. national letter intent letter of intent you're owed 10 semesters or five years on that scholarship it's not just football based it's an academic scholarship based on you getting an athletic scholarship right wow so how many cats do you know go to the NFL after three years, and then they come back and finish their degree because they still are owed four that more time. semesters right. or whatever. Right. And that's why I teach that to all these kids. You can go get... You can make loud football scholarship to pay for your master's and your bachelor's if you're smart and know how to hustle. Yeah, because it's the
0: semesters. It just yeah, you yeah. you're owed them, that's flat know out it? what it is. Yeah.
1: But see now, but so many cats are ignorant, and ignorance is life-threatening. They don't know, they don't do the research, they're not the CEO of themselves, these babies. They rather worry about tweeting out, I'm going to enter the transfer portal. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it, it but, but instead. I'm going to make sure that this motherfucking school owes me six more s- semesters. Right. Nah, I'm mean, in the transfer portal and should nah, motherfucker, you, you your own money, your owed scholarship money. So fuck the likeness. Give me my 10 semesters and pay me for the scholarship. I signed, whether it's 300 a month, 600 a month, thousand a month, whatever it is, but now I'm going to make sure I get this money. Me getting my jersey sold, man. How many people you think gonna buy these jerseys at at, at, at at New Mexico State? Right, right. How no, are, how many jerseys does cats in New Mexico fucking state sell? <laughs> Come on, man. See, none, man. <laughs> that's the that's the cat. That's what cats don't want you to do. They don't want. They want you to think likeness is the way
0: to go. Right. They
1: know those cats ain't gonna make no money on. Right. Like that's that. what
0: your next book should be. Yeah, CEO or, of yourself—that's the title, or whatever you yeah. said. CEO—that's the next title.
1: title. It's called Truth. Fucking hurts, but I'm thinking about both.
0: Yeah, especially this—that one would be timely. All right, let's do the two-minute drill. I'm gonna call out some stuff to you. First All thing right. that comes to the forefront of your mind, just yell it into the mic. All right. I know. Um, hip hop, old school or new school? Um, hip hop. Old uh, school. Book club <laughs> or the club?
1: I don't even know what either one of them motherfuckers mean. Like um, going
0: to the club, or you'd rather oh, stay home and join a book club?
1: I, I wouldn't say book club, maybe whiskey club, but I ain't going to the club. <laughs> I am not going to get killed. I'm, I'm at the house.
0: <laughs> okay, take a class or teach a class. Um, uh, teach now. Beach or cabin? Uh, beach. Hoodie or suit or suit? Hoodie. Bath or shower? Shower. Petty or manicure? Neither. Chocolate milk, and you go. You gonna have to. If you get somebody uh, in your life, I'm gonna okay. help you. Gonna have to do that.
1: I know. I do, I've done it. I've done it. Okay. Um, I do the uh, hands.
0: Okay, or uh, the petty. Uh, chocolate milk or white milk?
1: <sighs> when I was young, chocolate, because you know they say white folks like chocolate and, and black folks <laughs> like the vanilla. You you, you motherfuckers <laughs> think you not slick? I know it all, uh, but you know what? Um, I'd, I'm all white milk now, though.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, eat out or delivery? Oh,
1: shit. I cook, but I'd eat out. Fuck a delivery. I ain't that. I can't do that. Just, just uh, post, poster, what is nah, uh, it? Postmates or whatever that shit
0: Yeah, Postmates and Uber Eats and all that. I'm not hip to it. Pancakes or waffles?
1: I, I can't have a motherfucker show up my house and do <laughs> my food. I just can't do it. Not, I just, I can't do it. It's not where... I grew up, man. I they seal
0: the even, bag and they just leave it on the porch. No matter. Right?
1: More <laughs> motherfuckers know where you live, girl. I That's true.
0: know where I live. Dude, you uh, definitely don't need that. that that'll uh, go around. Uber Eats and you have all type of people showing up. They uh, smoked
1: that rapper, Pop Smoke or whatever his name is. I was with Danny Green the night he got killed. Uh, you were? I was with the Lakers. Yeah, Danny Green. I was on Danny Green's show on his TV show. And uh, he told me what happened. And that cat put a tweet out there. Got his address on there. Yeah, came over.
0: See what I'm saying? It's, it's all it. jealous
1: ones envy, man. It's called small penis syndrome.
0: Yeah, you, you, you're right. All right, finish my two-minute drill. Pancakes or waffles? Ooh, waffles. Sausage or bacon? Sausage. Chess or checkers? Chess. Uh, sports car or SUV?
1: Sports car now.
0: Money oh. or time? Oh, time all day. Time on day. Food,
1: all day. Shit, I don't need no money to be happy. I never had it anyway. But. <laughs> shit, I take your money.
0: <laughs> I gotta get some first, but we are working I, I, on it. We are working not, uh, on it.
1: Not not yours and but yours. Like, yeah, you better
0: try to come get mine. Okay? It,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. Not yours. And like you, but like I'll take you. I take your money. I got did. you. I better really <laughs> have the time and go take your money. You know, shit. Hey.
0: So hey, come I, tell I, everybody I, your whiskey I, I, brand cigar brand what's going on huh whiskey brand cigar brand what's going on yeah right here You see the slap dick
1: um my whiskey yeah shit slap dick whiskey's doing well very very well we'll be in stores hopefully march 1st uh 40 40 42 states
0: 42 states um, okay
1: to start with um we've been online since august it's been really going well it's rated like 96 points which how they rate whiskey by points um it's probably as high as you can get rated i mean it's it's uh it's very, very good. I just don't have that money behind it. That that you know, I don't have that proper 12 Connor McGregor money. Right. Um, but but that's the worst whiskey I've ever fucking had in my life. <laughs> and you know, ain't hey, shit. You take money to make money, right? And scared money that's don't right. make money.
0: Yep. Oh so, you mean, take money to make money, and my dad used to say that. He also used to say uh, and you can't have it. Scared money don't make money. Right that's,
1: what I, yeah, that's what I just said. Scared, yeah. don't Scared money don't
0: make money. Those are the two things you used I'm to do. Teaching my
1: daughter that right now. But look, th- that's the thing, though you could be rich and have all this shit and, and, and I don't get how you put your name on a shitty ass product. Right. I couldn't do it. I had to yeah. blend this whiskey 10 times. And the distiller is like, God damn. You. I'm like, Nope. I ain't giving you, sh- I ain't putting my shit on that. If it ain't better than what I drink, I can't put it on my mm, name.
0: Right. Mind. Right. Same right. I like cigar. that. Same I like that. Cigar. So, now what's coaching one-on-one? Tell people what's coaching one-on-one. Yeah, I do a
1: YouTube channel, a show. Um, I started a while back. I started doing a YouTube channel once a week. Now I was doing it three times a week to get it going. I do a members only. You got to become a high tier member on my YouTube channel. And uh, basically I do an in-depth conver- a, a show that nobody else really teaches. And it's real, real, the real football. It's not just X's and O's. It's not just, it's about administrative Structure, discipline, the entire gamut, and uh and now I'm starting just to get into X's and O's after six months.
0: Oh wow, who's it geared okay. to? Like, who's your client?
1: Any, co- any, you know what? I have more CEOs and COOs of companies in there than I do coaches.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay.
1: And I've been speaking around the country, and I've been speaking to Fortune 500 companies. I've been speaking to different people, and they. You know what? They want me to talk to them. This is their sales teams, to their management, right. teams, how to lead, how to pitch, how to recruit, which is sell. Yep. So I've been speaking to those two um, entities more than anyone. And then obviously I've been going around speaking to kids at schools. So, um, you know, the sad part is I'll leave you with this. Not, I've, I've been to 48 schools in the country uh, in the last three years speaking. And, you know, I don't know if you've seen my Instagram video or Twitter video the other day talking to these kids, about 150 kids the other day. It's not just this group. I've been to 48 schools, and not one kid has yet to answer the an- the question correctly. And that's how to become an NCAA qualifier. Mm. Not one fucking kid in the country knows exactly what it takes. So that's my whole thing about being the CEO of yourself. Quit depend on your coach, your mommy, and your poppy. Right. If you don't know, you're putting your future in someone else's hands, and then you're gonna bitch and mo- moan why you ain't a qualifier. Wow.
0: Coach, exactly. you got a book there, man. You got a book there. That's yeah, yeah, your thing—is yeah. to put that together and go go teach these yeah. people. Um, two more things. So, uh, do you watch Pitbull and Parolees? Man, I used to. Because here's what around? I what I want to see a show. Would you ever do another show, yeah. like Day in the Life of you, where they're following you, like opening yeah. up your cameras around your house? I want to see that. I want to watch yeah. that with you and yeah, the dogs. Yeah.
1: You know, we had a show. Um, we had a show that was pitched um, to Netflix. And I don't know if I could pull it up and show you. I could probably pull it up and show you, but it was a it was a sizzle. It's like a minute, one minute mm-hmm. sizzle. And we had it, and we pitched it, and Netflix was really interested. And then the pandemic hit, so okay. that kind of went away. But it was called the rebuild. It was a show I was going to do about rebuilding shitty programs, and 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 I was gonna. It's kind of like a Gordon Ramsay, how he rebuilds shitty okay. restaurant. So I was going to do that. Um, and so there's been a few things people have came at me with Amazon Prime, a few other people. But every you know, the pandemic hit everything because of, you know, to be at a school, shit, it's gotta be open. Yep. And True. you know, they, they gotta be able to go around kids. And I shit, I can't imagine me wearing a mask, cussing your ass out. I need to have a fucking <laughs> I need to spit on your ass sometime. <laughs> you
0: need to see your lips moving. Yeah. Tell yeah. people your social media handles and the title yeah. and where they can get your book.
1: Yeah, the real coach underscore JB. That's all my social medias. Um, the real coach underscore JB. Uh, the book you can get from on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. It's a number one bestseller. Um, and hate me now, let me letters. It's a real quick read. It's not very thick, but it's got great testimonials from, you know, world famous folks. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's a, uh, you know, it's quick. You can get on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. You can get it from me also, Venmo me, Coach JB12. And I'll personalize and sign a copy, which I've been doing for, for forever so um you can do that to me as well um, sweet so yeah and then like i say you can go get the whiskey and the and the cigars on slapdickinc.com and uh my girl my puppies uh i'll be having puppies with the world famous stogie um, my pit from netflix and so uh those pups will be going for sale uh on jb bullies jb's bullies.com that's b-u-l-l-y-s so jb's bullies.com and you can find out how to get a puppy. From Stogie, but it's going to cost your motherfucking
0: ass.
1: (laughs) Shit ain't cheap. Shit.
0: Listen, I was listening to your last uh, episode of podcast, and and you said uh, it was the who we know, not what we know. And there was a part that that struck me there. You said mistakes uh, repeated over and over again are called habits. And every single time you these habits, you also have to make a decision to be uh, your word shitbird or not. What is your advice for somebody trying to bounce back from a mistake? What should they do?
1: First of all, I respect and appreciate you listening to the whole show. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. It was
0: good. Um, it was good.
1: Uh, you know, like repeat offenders, in my opinion, they've actually are called, I call them decision makers now. They've made decisions to do that. It's not an accident no more. It's not a fucking feel sorry for me and try it, that is a scam artist. You know what I'm saying? He keeps doing the same shit over and over and expecting a different result. You know, that's insanity. And so um, when I call, I call repeat offenders, you know, decision makers, man, they're making decisions now. They're not making a mistake. And uh, you know, to me, once you make a mistake three times, it it is now a decision. You're making a decision and it is now become habitual. It's a habit. And, uh, so, you know, that's what I meant. I mean, you know, you, you're a really a fake ass good boy. You're really a shitbird. You're not, you're not fake. You're not selling, you're not faking me. You might be faking general public and general Joe's and and Smoes, but you ain't faking my ass. I just seen it too many times from too many angles. And in my opinion, you know, you keep doing the shit over and over. Um, you're making a decision to do it. You're making it, it's a, it's a habit to you. And, uh, it's not a damn mistake. So people, people keep giving these cats passes instead of telling them the truth. That's my whole thing. And that's what I think is wrong with today's coaching, teaching and parenting. So I don't think the kids have changed one bit. I mean, mm. I'm being honest. Um, we all, they have obviously, cause we see it. We're like, sure. damn, but it's not the kid. It's the damn parent. Number one. And it's the coach. Number two. And it's the teacher. Number three. That's just my opinion. I'm just seeing it for this long parents. You either coach it or you allow it. (laughs) There's Mm -hmm. no gray area. Right.
0: You either coach it or allow it.
1: If you ain't, if you're allowing it, you ain't coaching it. You can't do both.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, you know, coach, thank you for coming and stopping by the huddle. Thank you for being our T our I slide team captain for the day. Man, you dropped a lot of gems in here. We're definitely gonna have you back. I can see where this could be. We could do another whole hour just on a couple of topics that we touched on today. Um, Follow him on social media buy the book, people. I I ordered it too late. I couldn't get it on prime here fast enough. I was supposed to read it before I I got to you, but it's coming. And so I'll have you have you back after I read it in case I have questions about the book, but thank you for all you do and not coaching and not, you know, Netflix and all of that, but thank you for pouring into the young black men in this world and giving them an opportunity. I I certainly appreciate you from the bottom of my heart and appreciate the work that you're doing. It's not easy, but it's worth it.
1: Hey, I appreciate it. And remember this though, idiots come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. Don't get it twisted.
0: Ain't that the truth.
1: All right, thank you, coach. Guys, appreciate you.
0: Yo, that was an episode right there. Cool dude, um, man, it was so so layered. I feel like I need to have it back. Some things we didn't we didn't get to, and some things I really wanted to dive more into. But again, our focus going into this was was coaching. And, and are you a coach or do you need a coach? I personally think that everyone needs a coach. And you watch all these infomercials and you probably get, you know, a ton of things in your inbox about, oh, I can be your coach. Come to this class, pay, pay this and I'll, you know, coach you and go through this whole program. I don't know if you need to do that. Uh, I mean, I think it's certainly every single person needs to have a coach coach in their life. It really helps with it from an accountability standpoint. But if you can't get into one of those programs, you don't even have to necessarily know of a coach. You can have a virtual coach. Find someone uh, virtually and follow their every move. So it could even be a celebrity, but you make them in your mind your coach. So you watch the moves that they make, the kind of people that they surround themselves with. And you try to emulate that in your life, do the things that they do, form the same habits that they that they have in their life. And I think that's how you, you get better. Whatever it is you do, find a coach or be a better coach, move forward. Now, remember <laughs> in that interview, Coach JB talked about how he never wanted to look back. So he removed the rear view mirrors out of every single vehicle that he had. Now, I don't think you need to go that far, but the important thing here is don't look back because that is not the way that you're going. It's Monica D. Livingston, another episode of The Huddle. Thank you guys for listening. Follow me on Instagram at Livingston3636, Twitter Livingston3636, facebook monica d livingston and you know what all this is at my website if you want me to come and speak at one of your virtual events or in person or be a guest on your podcast everything is at my website everything's on the website monica d livingston.com www monicadlivingston.com. Can't find it. I don't know why. That means you spelled something wrong. So text me 703-898-2754. It's been a blast. Thank you. And keep listening to The Huddle with Monica D. Livingston. Have a great goal achieving week. Peace.